0: Beyond the pain, Pain. beyond the adversity, adversity. beyond this life, it's faith beyond. (laughs) Author, coach, and Faith Beyond founder, Tim Maseko, explores grief, loss, overcoming adversity, various belief systems from around the world, and so much more. The Faith Beyond Podcast starts now. (laughs)
1: When I decided to start a podcast, I I didn't know what I was doing. I I thought, man, what is this all about? And so I read a little bit, and I thought, well, I used to to DJ in the clubs back in the day in a much different lifetime, and and I thought it would be kind of cool to do that. So I reached out to a friend of mine, Sue Bump, and Sue was someone I knew over the years from her stint as a real estate agent in the area. I played some ball with one of her boys growing up. And I knew that she was a heck of a comedian. And so I reached out and I said, Sue, you'd be a great interview. You've done a ton of these. Could you help me out? And she said, absolutely. I'd love to. So she came and sat at my kitchen table and we recorded the first ever podcast for me. And I got to tell you, she was incredible. And I was atrocious. I was horrible. I listen to that now and I don't even want to play for you my, uh, my, my vocals, right? So I've actually went back and I pulled out some clips of that because I thought, man, I've got to share this though. Sue just gave us some amazing life-provoking life uh, lessons, if you will. So the first thing I want to do is let you know a little bit about Sue and how she got started in comedy. So here she is talking about exactly
2: that started comedy when I was 52 years old. So that's old. I found something in a, a box. I was cleaning out a drawer. I found a box. Something that I wrote in high school. You know, it was the list of things you want to do in life. And I put on their stand-up comedy. And be honest with you, all I ever knew was Bill Cosby. So I knew nothing about stand-up comedy. Never been at a comedy show in my life. And I, I sat there and I looked at that paper for weeks. And finally one day I said, you know, I had to do something with this, but I don't know what. And I called around and some people pointed me to a man in Akron who taught comedy. And he said, are you funny? And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, come on up. I have a class. He said, you can just sit on it. it. won't cost you anything, and we'll see. So I went up. He asked me to bring some comedy material, and I took six wonderful pages. And by the time he edited it, it was a page and a half because I was too wordy. And uh, he said, I think you're good. He said, let's see you, you know, do it. So in front of his class, I did it. He says, excellent. He said, we're doing graduation. He said, why don't you be our special guest at graduation at the Comedy Stop in Cuyahoga Falls? I said, okay. And he put me on last. And I told you I'd never been to a comedy show. I thought they put me on last, hoping most people had left by the time I got on. (laughs) I got a standing ovation that night, and I was hooked. I hooked up with some wonderful women bookers early. And I was out in Las Vegas. I had been doing comedy for about six months, and I was at a comedy convention out there. And one of the lady bookers who ran a club in Dayton called me and said, What are you doing? And I said, I'm at this comedy conference. She said, do you have a tape with you? And I go, yeah. She said, I want you to send it to this address. And it was ABC. And I said, "Okay." And it turned out it was for The View. So at six months, I was on The View in a contest called One of America's Funniest Housewives. And I, I really, that was a big boost because it gave me the confidence to go on. And within a year, I was headlining
1: great stuff right there. I'm telling you that she is something else. That personality just shines, right? And she, I I asked her about this. I said, your comedy, it's, it's what? And here's what she said. And they're clean and wonderful. It is. It is all good. The good grandma gone bad. It's clean. It's fun. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. (laughs) Gotta love her. All right. So I also asked her about, uh, you know, what about this 50-year marriage. I mean, you've been married for so many years. What are the secrets to having that kind of wonderful relationship? Listen in on this. And the key to a long
2: 50-year marriage is? Learn to love each other's faults. Nice. If you can live with somebody's worst fault, the rest is a piece of cake. I used to think my husband's worst fault was snoring. And as we get older, the nights I don't hear snoring, I get worried. Mm-hmm. because someday one of us isn't going to be snoring. Right. And that fault I've learned to love. Just learning to accept each other for what you are. Trust is huge. Great trust story that started year one. I found a, a phone number in his wallet one night. I didn't go through his wallet, actually. It was on the bed. I wasn't going to ask. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't do that. But it was on the bed, and there was like something hanging out, and I went to push it in. And I went, Whose phone number is this? And it just had S is all it said. And I'm like, who's this? And it bothered me. And I remembered the number. So I decided to call the number and see who answered. Turns out it was my work number. And I didn't. Realize. So I learned <laughs> to trust right. him. I've never questioned him in, since then. Um, it's trust, it's laughter, and it's learning to love the worst in each other because the best is a piece of cake.
1: Learn to trust one another. You know, learning to love one another. I mean, that is the key to our lives and our existence here, isn't it? Wow, good stuff. Well, I took the opportunity to ask Sue about her cancer. She'd been fighting with that and battling with that. And I said, how do you get through those moments of of doubt, those moments of pain, those moments when, you know, you just go, can I go on? Is it worth going on? And here's what Sue had to say about how she deals with that.
2: Support of your family's a lot. Bottom line, it's God. If you will just sit and listen to him late at night, He'll talk to you. Sometimes you're praying and all of a sudden you fall asleep. And I would wake up and I'd try and apologize to God for falling asleep. And he pretty well said you needed the rest. So I didn't, you know, I didn't always feel like I had to apologize. I can't see a thing that he didn't have a hand in. My doctor, who is an Indian doctor, her name is Dr. Ramaswamy. She's the tiniest little sweet woman with the greatest smile. And she's a hugger. And her assistant was Julia Garrett. And she's a hugger. She's also gorgeous. I hated her because she always came in looking like, you know, fashion plate. And here I was, bald. (laughs) And uh, she, you know, they were loving. they They believed in God. They believed in prayer. My pharmacist, he prayed with me down there. I was able, I was having a bad time during radiation because I'm not a thin girl. And when you lay on your stomach sometimes it just knocks the air out of you. It was so uncomfortable. And they were building me a special cradle, which gave me a little more stomach room. And I was so disappointed because I couldn't start my radiation because once you have it, you want it in, out, and over with. And I was sitting in the corner of the waiting room and I'm sure I was crying. And this wonderful little woman from uh, Charleston, West Virginia, come over and She says, my name's Nanette. It's the cutest little Southern accent. I said, nice to meet you. She said, I'm going to pray for you. And right there in the middle of that room, she prayed for me. And what that did besides make me feel good, it made me remember I can pray for other people too. And so I think the bottom line is it's a faith. Faith is what you, you have to believe in something you can't see and you can't touch. Well, you can't see cancer from the outside. You can't touch cancer from the outside, but you know you got it. So why can't you believe in God? That's how I felt about it.
0: Standing here, all flushed with spirit We're more alive and beautiful than I imagined And the light has changed And the sky has shifted So much bigger, so much bigger
1: Here's where I stopped and I talked to her about what are the three things that, uh, you know, mean the most to you? Like, what are the three things that are the key to a great life, to living a great life? And here is her answer. Faith, family,
2: and fun. I mean, if you put all those together, you have fun with your family, you have fun with your friends, uh, have faith that um, somebody else is in control. And I love to be in control, just so you know. But I know that I'm not. I'm not the final answer. Uh, I always joke and say, I'm going to go to heaven. And he's going to either say, come on in, or who are you? And that's, <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. I'll get the who are you or wrong floor, Sue. You know, and your family, you just can't keep them close enough. My boys are in their 40s, all of them. One of them's almost 50. They have never in their life hesitated to kiss mom and dad goodbye. I don't care if it was at the front door of the school. It was in the middle of school, it was in the middle of the gymnasium wherever. Uh, My daughter, too, because you never know when that kiss is your last kiss.
1: You never know when the kiss is your last kiss. Wow. Hopefully, you know, we think about that. We take that uh, with us today out of the show, because I think that's a profound line. I also asked her about uh, this idea that, like, so, you know, if you had a million dollars, Sue, you know, just gave you a million dollars, you couldn't spend it on your family or anything. What would you do with it? How would you spend that million dollars to make a difference? I like to ask that question because I want to see what people have to say because I think it reveals a lot about who they are as a person. And I think you'll enjoy Sue's answer to that question.
2: I am going to go around and be the fairy godmother of Marl County. We've always said when we moved here, um, and we moved here about 35 years ago, things were different back then. And there was a lot of sorrow and a lot of poverty, still is in some places. A lot of what I call unwanted children. Kids live with people that aren't related to them because mom and dad don't have time. There are little kids running around in the winter in thongs because they don't have, have shoes. Uh, I would be the fairy godmother of marlow County. And I think I could make a million dollars go a long way to make some kids happy.
1: Now, unfortunately, Sue passed a few years back. It was, in fact, I think this was the very last interview she ever did with anybody. And so that was quite an honor for me to have had that privilege to sit down and talk with her. And I listen to these clips and, you know, there's a part of me that's really happy and excited that I have them, to hear her voice and to hear her spirit shine through. Uh, But also, of course, it makes me sad knowing that she's no longer with us. But this last clip I want to play for you, I think says so much. And And if you take nothing else away from this podcast today, I think... These are the words that we all need to hear and all need to think about as we go
2: forward. One of the things that I think that we all forget, in, in this world, we're not alone. We need to rely on each other. I've been blessed with family and friends. I always tell everybody, smile at people you don't know, because sometimes that's just the thing that will get them through the day. And if we would all just be a little kinder to each other, sure would be a nicer world, wouldn't it?
1: Ah, uh, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be a nicer world? Sue, you could not have said that any better. And we are not alone. You are not alone. So if you're out there listening to this today, hopefully Sue Bump has given you something to think about and to process and to realize that none of us are alone. Reach out to somebody if you need help. Reach out if you need to talk. You can always get a hold of me, Tim Maseko. I'm happy to answer emails. You can message me through the Facebook page. Faith Beyond with Tim Maseko there, or tweet at me, Instagram me, at Tim Maseko. I'm very easy to reach. I want to be accessible. I want to be there for you. I want to make sure that you're getting the support you need to turn your life from a place of adversity into a place of strength, a place where you can move on and have success in life and realize that where you may be today is not where you're meant to be. It's just a stopping point. Understand that it's just a stopping point. You're meant for great things. I realize the world can seem dark at times, but trust me, I've been there. I'm there. Some days I'm still there. But then I find that light and I find a way to keep going and I look for that purpose. What's the greater meaning? And hopefully, Faith Beyond is helping people understand that we can get through those dark times and still have. amazing existence on this earth and hopefully we're giving you some realization that there's hope beyond this life you can overcome any adversity in life together we can overcome we can achieve we can go on and do great things with the time we have on this earth so go do it it's your time it's my time it's our time
0: to the faith beyond podcast to subscribe to future episodes or to follow tim's blog go to faithbeyond.org and you can find faith beyond with tim maseco on facebook instagram and twitter